0: tuning in. This is Deactivated Podcast, your boy Eboo, live and direct. Of course, today we are live and direct, but we're also remotely. Shout out to my guests for being here, uh, for us trying to... uh, I'm still going on this um, cross-platform initiative that I started back in September. Uh, This is the second installment of it, the first episode that I did. Uh, Shout out to Chid who came on the podcast a couple weeks ago. So uh, make sure you check it out. And the whole point behind that initiative that I started was to um, use my platform to also... Um, promote other podcasts that are new, that are still in the game, and just kind of expand our listenership, because I think, obviously, we gain more by sharing our platforms, and I thought this person coming up right now is super, super dope. Um, She was recommended. She's highly recommended to me uh, from a friend of mine. So, of course, uh, we had to do our thing so she can see me right now on Zoom. You can't see her, but uh, she'll be joining us shortly. So, before we get into that, also, a big thank you to everybody to, um, to watch the Nyame Niger vlog on YouTube. Um, I think as of the last episode, we had hit 10,000K. As of actually today, me listening, me recording this episode, I think we're about 14,000. So incredibly, it surprised me. So thank you for those who checked it out. Uh, and if you have not, and you're hearing me, you know, hint, hint, this is a little promotion. Make sure you go check it out. Um, show some love and, 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 you know, thank you to everybody that supports Um, Anything that I do and things like that So with no further ado uh, My guest that is in the studio Remotely here with me She is a host She has her own podcast which is called The Mindful Counselor Um, A mental health Advocate uh, A star in the making (laughs) I figured I thought I (laughs) didn't Of course Uh, Ladies and gentlemen give it up Uh, We have Fiona here on the podcast Hi
1: Fiona. Thank you
0: so much. Hi.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I've been waiting and I've been looking forward to being on your podcast. I have listened to a couple of your episodes, which are really, really dope. And the conversations you have with people is really, really dope. Oh. So I've been really looking forward to,
0: <laughs> Thank you. to
1: being a guest on your podcast. Um,
0: yeah, usually I think. Yeah, I think I've had people come on and, and they, didn't, they didn't listen. And then I always tease them like, so you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You don't know what I'm getting ready mm-hmm. uh, to ask you. But thank you for actually doing that. Um, and obviously today what we're going to talk about is, is a subject that is very dear to my heart um, as of recent. And I think it's important right now because we're starting to tap into and understanding the importance of it, which is mental health. Um, So thank you for for coming up and having a conversation with me, but also um, listen to your podcast as well. You're not actually a uh, therapist by training. Um, So tell me, how does a person decide, you know what, I'm going to take this. uh, And that's why I use the word advocate at the beginning. I'm going to take this as Mm -hmm. almost I don't want to make it seem like it's your life mission, but i'm gonna shine light on it even though um this is not something to study or anything like that but talk to me about getting to that to that to that point for you
1: um i mean for me like if you listen to my podcast i do break down the reason that i started the podcast and the re- one of the main reasons was i just realized a lot of young people around me are really struggling with their mental health and a couple of years ago, I had a friend who was suffering from schizophrenia, and that was my first encounter with someone who's actually suffered from mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And down the line, year after year, I was having a lot of conversations with um, a lot of my peers, you know, millennials who are struggling mentally. Who, um, I mean, as we know, you, you we have helplines. You can. You can go to a therapist, but not so many people are aware that you can actually get help and you need to get help. And for me, it wasn't, it's not my (laughs) career path, right? So I didn't study um, psychology in school. I did like two psychology classes in my undergraduate studies, which I really enjoyed, but I never thought it was a path for me until one of my very good friends lost their cousin to suicide last year in July. Mm. So, and he was only 23 years old. And my mom had also really told me about a couple of her friends who'd lost their children who were in their 20s, early 20s, 20, twenty, twenty-one. 2021 And um, about four of my mom's friends had lost their son to suicide. And wow. it got me thinking, yeah, like, what is happening? What is the problem? Why are young people really taking to, you know, why can they not talk about it? And I believe, honestly, that there's nothing under the sun that cannot be solved. And there's nothing under the sun that no one else hasn't gone through. And my platform is just to shed light on that, on the people who have actually overcome mental health issues. Um, And I feel very strongly about that. And that's why I did create my platform, i am setting out to really researching more on mental mm-hmm. health and also come from a point of not too much jargon when it comes to being a therapist or psychologist i don't want to be too technical in my process right. i want to bring real life situations from someone who doesn't have a mental health or psychology or therapist background just to bring real life um, examples real life people and just come from a point of conversation about, hey um i'm your friend um show my platform i want to be your friend i want to talk to you about things i have gone through i want to talk about things that other people have gone through and have overcome as well so that is where um, my platform and comes is
0: as i can't help but to think like as you're talking about like witnesses or even like hearing death as close close to you how how does one yeah. navigate with that because i mean i think for me it's um i haven't experienced anything tragic to that extent yet like i, I mean i've lost an uncle my grandma and things like that and that has affected me but i also have not been around them for a long time so i think it's it's a different thing where you're dealing with somebody on a on a daily basis face to face and Mm -hmm. then passing Mm -hmm. away i mean assuming i'm not i'm i don't even Mm -hmm. i'm not really sure how close you are to these people but how does one you think process such a traumatic um hit and, and and loss going through like losing somebody um
1: Honestly, um, like when my best friend's cousin passed away and uh, died by suicide in July last year, really affected me because this was a child I saw growing up. I considered him my younger brother. He had reached out to me a couple months before he passed on, just saying that he wants to come visit me. He was in the United States, by the way, so he was studying, and he had reached out to me and his family was really devastated like how old was he sorry not to cut
0: you how old was he
1: he was 23 he was 23. Mm.
0: um
1: so his family coming to find out about um losing their son and and just think about it this way like he's from kenya i'm from kenya originally so um his dad flying all the way to the united states just to carry his dead body um, it's a really deep, I cannot imagine how the family yeah. felt, you know, just losing a young soul, you know, they're barely just stepping, you know, 20, uh, young. 22's 22's, yeah. 23 is young, like you haven't done much in life, right? You're just right out of uni as trying to, um, I go through this self identity process yeah. and try to become an adult and you know, just like that. Life is just too much for you. It's too stressful for you and you're depressed and you just feel like you're not all you can get yourself out of. Um well it when it comes close to home, I also did have a cousin who recently passed away and um like about exactly a month mm-hmm. ago. But also, he was going like his passing on was not due to mental health issues but there was a time he was struggling with um, schizophrenia as mm-hmm. well and this is this is my first cousin meaning um, it's I'm the oldest cousin in, in my dad's side of the family and then he followed me with just a year apart. so growing up we were very close as well we lived together for uh, a while as well. So this is someone I considered my brother. So when I had that, he was suffering from a mental health issue. It really did hurt. Yeah. I was like, I need to do something. I need to help him. How can I help? Like, And it's sad that um, places like in Africa, where I'm from, Kenya, it's not that really talked about. Yeah. I mean, recently, mental health has been an awareness that's slowly coming out. But before, it was a taboo to talk about mental
0: health
1: you're seen as being cast
0: yeah, yeah yeah like you're, you're 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 crazy we gotta pray for you like what's up like what's
1: you're crazy yeah we got a three bad demon now
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh you man that's not it's not even everything. funny how we
1: it's not like as africans we are so close-minded and also that's one of the reasons i started this initiative to just hmm. Um, make it okay for African parents to know it's okay for their kids to seek yeah. help, you know, and to identify the different struggles their children are going through, you know, before it's too late. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, recently I've had a conversation with my mom about, about mental health. Um, and I th- I think now it's a little different because when I'm when I'm having a conversation with her, but because I'm serious, she kind of like she takes a second to like process what I'm telling her. But I could tell like just her initial instinct was to like kind of like dismiss that feeling, but mm-hmm. like telling her, I could kind of see her because uh, I mean because now like knowing what I know now to to very you know very small um, yeah. spectrum. Like I, some of my parents' behavior, I understand where I come from now. Like some of my behavior, mm-hmm. I'm starting to understand the, how we got here. And it's almost mm-hmm. scary when we think about it, like not even seeing your parents show any sort of emotions at all, like ever. Uh, we don't even realize mm-hmm. how huge of an impact that has on us. Uh, not seeing mm-hmm. our parents being married for 30 plus years, but never seen them like show affection um to each mm-hmm. other and then now you grew up and now you don't know how to show f- affection to people you're dating and that's the norm and then if you happen to date somebody who that's a different she coming from a different background now you're you guys are clashing head on something that i, I, that mm-hmm. I find is very basic where so the great thing about um you know learning about yourself and things like that i think i'm starting to understand why i'm behaving a certain way like i can understand mm-hmm. okay here's the rule of how i'm feeling uh and i know you and i we've been working on trying to get this podcast for the past two months i think right just because we talked about yeah. in september and then um mm-hmm. uh and rest in peace to your cousin when when we were just about to do the recording you i reached out to me lit, it's not right right now i'm going through and i immediately like oh listen take your time like this podcast stuff you know it's gonna be here uh mm-hmm. you know take care of yourself and then we'll, we'll pick it back up right mm-hmm. how important and also before we get to that why do you think like yeah. well then i don't go if it's our generation or whatever why do you think mental health is such a it feels like a a bigger burden now for our generation especially for young people than
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: what it seemed like what it used to be before why do you think we're impacted so um great like in the negative aspect
1: um, I feel that times have changed and there's a lot of pressure. Societal pressures have always been there um, since our parents were growing up. But even now, more so, there's social media. Like, you can instantly see someone in Ireland or mm-hmm. whatever. And you see um, someone who's way younger than you, you know, buying a house or, like, <laughs> you know, doing big things yeah, yeah. and traveling to three, like, Three different countries in like three months, you know, they're doing it big and they're billionaires. And you're like, what <laughs> the hell? What am I doing so wrong? So I feel like, especially the younger people who are still trying to like really get to know themselves better and, um, and they're just trying to learn more about themselves. If they look at social media, and honestly, I have i think i i feel like that for me like and my children i will really restrict them from social media so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 just because even for me as an adult like i feel that i see other people like really succeeding and and you're here walking your mm-hmm. you know your off at work and someone else who's way younger than you is way more successful mm-hmm. And like I said, the, the pressures now are even more so tangible through social media, and a lot of young people feel the pressure, and they feel the pressure to be a certain, a certain type of way, and to dress a certain type of way, and to go certain places. Um, and it's not for—I feel like everyone's journey is personal, right? Um, and that's what young people really need to understand. Um, people that people who are born in riches that people who are born with a lot of opportunities yeah, a lot of privilege yeah. people who are, yeah, a lot of privilege so you can't just um, take a look at someone's life who quote unquote seems perfect yeah. and, and, and just decide that they're giving you insecurities by them living just their life mm-hmm. and we've also seen celebrities who Die by suicide. They have all this money, all this fame, all this recognition, all this success, but they would still die
0: of depression. Yeah, 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 right? yeah.
1: So I feel compared to our parents, <clears throat> um, our parents didn't have a lot of social media. I mean, it was just them competing with the next door neighbor or the next person in the village yeah, yeah. you know or oh, he has a big i'm going <laughs> I'm yeah so know, i got one so person had to had go it.
0: against yeah 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 that, i mean that makes sense because we're competing with the world right like we're competing we're for competing people back world, home yeah. we're competing for people in toronto we're competing for people in the yeah. u.s because you see this thing constantly in your face um yeah. I, I did A. Q&A on my YouTube celebrating the third year of my podcast. And one of the questions that mm-hmm. I was asked is, do you still use, do you still um, not follow any celebrity? So for whatever reason, when I first got into social media, I never followed celebrities. Mm-hmm. I just follow people that I knew. Mm-hmm. I thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. I've never had this thing in me to go like, look at celebrity the way they live in. Cause I always, I mean, yeah. celebrities are celebrities. They are who they are. So I never felt the pull to. And I think partially mm-hmm. throughout my journey in, in social media and how I gauge it, it's allowed me to grow and to feel good at where I'm where I'm at because my world that I my perception of the world is kind of intact, or at least as close to what my reality is. Um, mm-hmm. So that being said, I think that now I realize has helped me tremendously because I can only imagine if I was like. I don't know, following Meek Mills or Drake or like, and these are guys, are, it's an anomaly. So like Drake posted by his plane I'm still driving my raggedy ass car. Yo, I'm going to fell away. You know what I'm saying? Like, God damn. I got a fucking plane with his name on it. So I think... I feel, I mean, once again, I'm not trying to be like, oh, see, I told you so, because I didn't even know at the time what the impact is. And I was also watching, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw this documentary, I forgot the name, but it talks about social media and people behind it that yeah. create it. And, they're, and yeah. every single one of them in that documentary has said they keep their children away from it. Now, keep in mind, these are people mm-hmm. that go to work. This is, they created this thing, but even they're yeah. like, yo, my kids, no, no social media. And then... People yeah. ignore that, which which is kinda it's it's kinda weird to me, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But how's your how's your social media in um interaction? How how do you
1: um yeah i was just like no i was not like you i followed all the
0: <laughs> you did a complete <laughs> opposite <laughs> hey man
1: <laughs> all of them all of them all of them then it got to a point i'm like mm. um no i need to follow pages that make me feel mm. good right because when you scroll through your social media you do need to feel good about what you see, mm-hmm. right? And you can easily control that by who you follow on social right. media. And I started like really um, going to my followers, like you know, the list, and just unfollowing a, a bunch of um, accounts because I'm like, these people are making me feel like I'm like yeah. that, you know. When I when I look on social media one time in Italy, I'm like, I want to be Italy, got I catch right now, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: you know and 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 their success and and it's it's not coming from a point of being jealous or it's just me protecting my mental health um in a way that i can control because inevitably you whatever you see sticks to your Mm -hmm. mind right and it affects you in one way or the other so right now i tend to follow pages people i know and pages that are really uplifting in my spirit and I mean, I would go maybe look at Drake's page once, maybe once in a month mm-hmm. or whatever, once every two, every three months. But he will not be on my feed every yeah, single yeah, day. Yeah, you yeah, You know, living his best life. Like he can live his best life, but I don't need to see that right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, shout out to Drake. We're not. I mean, we're we're, we're just trying to adjust. <laughs> shout so uh, out to Drake. Uh, like, uh, I mean, like
1: I said, it's not. It, it's yeah, personal. It's the reality. Like, and like I said, like young people when they see that, like people in their teens and. This is just getting into the early adulthood, they're looking at people like Drake or, you know, Beyonce. And I mean, I follow Beyonce just because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love her <Harry> regardless.
0: <laughs> I, follow, I follow two celebrities. Uh, one of them is Lil Duval and the other one is 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent just all-time uh-huh. favorite artist. Um, I fell in love with hip-hop listening to 50 Cent. Like, I can remember this, like, yesterday, mm-hmm. the power of Dollar uh 2003 get rich die trying like it changed my course of hive and consume music at that time so that's always to Mm -hmm. me that's been something that's uh there's an emotional attachment to that to who he is uh and Lil duval Mm -hmm. to me was somebody who was always fun i mean now he's like super huge on especially on instagram but i was i was Mm -hmm. i knew about him from MySpace days and then when it came Mm to um um to instagram or follow i mean i can not remember him being at a hundred thousand at the time i think now he's like two million or three something crazy like that but but even that like he's probably one of the only celebrity that makes you feel like you guys not on the same level but like he lives a normal life like somebody who's a millionaire mm-hmm. is there talking to you about driving a toyota um yeah mm-hmm. uh, what's it called what's what's that smart car called oh why am i forgetting so he heard it, no not Yaris. But it's one of those, and he literally owns it. Like he and even the cars that cost hundred, he never posts about them. Like, which is like, wow. to me, it's like, wow, well, what a what a what a guy. So those are those. So for me, those are the only two that that I allow to come in. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. Like people people I, I I'm trying to understand what do they think will happen if they don't adjust their, mm-hmm. their their views and then afterwards um actually before we get into that how do you feel before i forget how do you feel about people looking at our generation and saying you guys are just weak you know what i'm saying like this generation is mm-hmm. pussy like you know what i mean like y'all are soft like man up like y'all are complaining yeah, about yeah. we used to have to walk yeah. five kilometers like how do you feel about yeah, how do you life. feel about a statement like that
1: um are we are, are really soft funny because <laughs> i forget i feel okay. not i feel not <laughs> i feel like our parents dealt with different problems in their time mm. and um and we hear it in every african household you know you're being too soft you're being but that's a problem like i especially for men they're told not to cry, not to show emotion while you're being soft, if you cry. And that's why they they die early if you take a look at <laughs> men, you know, mortality like it <laughs> They keep everything inside them and then they like, flow I'm hungry. And,
0: and women live longer because they're always crying. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, I'm, at, I, I'm, I'm.
1: talking it. Out. I'm at a
0: point in my life where, yo, I mean, I cried yesterday. I was having a conversation with with someone, and shit just hit different. Like, and I and I think also, I think it, it was a lot of it just unraveling, right? And now I know, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, why am I just being emotional about certain things? But. I can remember instances where it really hurt me, but then I compressed yeah. it. And yeah. obviously, as soon as you start to unpack, shit just come. Yeah. You know, it's like when you go to your closet, you're trying to just pull one T-shirt, but you trying to pull it from the bottom, and you're, like, you're slowly it coming, it looks like, and then boom, everything just falls. And that's
1: yeah.
0: kind of like where I am emotionally right now. And I feel good about it because I did myself a disservice for all these years trying to, like, go out of my way to not show emotion. Like, we're not crying. Hell no. Crying for, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I went to therapy for the first time a couple years ago. Um, and I'm in there and, and I'm talking. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just going. Uh, you know. She uh, And then the therapist was like, you look like you haven't cried in a long time. I'm looking at her like, yo, I'm am t- talking to you about sh- like, what the hell you talking? <laughs> yo, you are off topic, goddamn. <laughs> what you what you talking about? I ain't crying. I'm talking to you about some real issue, and then that's the takeaway from that. And then
1: yeah,
0: you know, went through the session, and everything like that. And she's like, yeah, I could I could tell like even when you get to the point where you're about to get emotional, you hold you hold back. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, take your time with it, but at some point you're gonna need a good cry, and and. That yeah. is a normal yeah. thing, man and woman. It's not. It's not specific to a gender. But
1: how you mm-hmm. feeling?
0: Uh, yeah. Thirtieth birthday, my friend. does they do? When was
1: your thirtieth birthday? You
0: Happened Uh actually now I'm thirty one, but it, it was like it was like last year in May. I was born in May last year.
1: Okay. My okay.
0: friend, they 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 do a surprise for me. It's well thought, well executed. Everything mm-hmm. is on point. Um, And then the gifts, I'm like, I'm overwhelmed with joy. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, and I also do, I do some public speaking and then like emceeing or whatever. So I'm not afraid to speak in front of a crowd. Like that's, um, I could do that and and not even think about it. So at some point they're like, yo, we give us a speech at 30, whatever, whatever. So I get up and I can get one word out. (laughs) I started to yeah. ball my eye like I was like, ah. like I was I was just like hysterical. I'm crying. And yeah. I had to go sit down for for a second. I was like, damn, bro, like you're gonna cry in front of all these goddamn like, what's up with you, man? So I'm still like beating myself up yeah. about uh, it. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I mean the reason why I, I talk about it now and it's such a like in my life, is it was one of a moment where I started to turn the leaf around was that in that moment and, and thinking back at it, I look at my friends, especially my male friends and I can yeah. see in their eyes that they are like, damn, I want to cry so bad too, but I can't. So they were still holding on to that mm-hmm. and then, and then another part of them is looking at me being like, damn, this nigga's liberated now, but we still, you know what I mean? Like, this still Struggling mm-hmm. with that. And I think um, from that moment, I embraced it. Like, I remember even on my birthday, um, I, I, when I was giving a speech or whatever, like, that's one thing that I make sure mm-hmm. I talked about, like, shout out, like, ch- cry. Like, you're supposed to feel this emotion. And unfortunately, yeah. I, I haven't stopped since. God damn it. it's I feel like I'm about to cry right now, but so um, <laughs> how, how do you, how do you, what, what, what's your take on, on men? Being taught not to cry, um, mm-hmm. and how do you feel when you see it? When, when you see a man crying because he's emotional about things.
1: Um, men being taught not to cry, which is something that I, I trust me, I tell um, my friends and I tell like people around me that my children will know it's okay to cry just because like crying comes with so much liberation and our parents kind of like um even me as a as a as, as a girl my mom was like oh you're too sensitive <laughs> oh, you, too
0: much. Oh.
1: <laughs> you know i'm like mom i feel like crying i am sad yeah. <laughs> just, let me, just let me cry for like two minutes i'll be fine after crying yeah. and and, that's, and and it's so important to feel every single emotion. You are a human being, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, you are a human being at the end of the day and you have emotions for a reason. You have anger, you have happiness, you have, you know, and even like crying is part of an emotion that you need to yeah. feel. So I don't support um, parents who tell their sons not to cry or not to feel, or to be a man, or boys are not meant to cry. No, no, no. If you feel like crying, cry, you know? If you feel like, you know, just let out whatever it is you feel at the moment, and then we'll talk about the issue after, mm-hmm. right? And what about the other question? Yeah, you
0: um, how do me you feel, like? How do you feel about seeing, you know, let's say, oh, a man, man crying, cry. like let's say, mm-hmm. even somebody you're dating or, or, or a friend of yours get emotional and start crying in front of you. I, I,
1: I will let you know. I have not seen anyone I'm dating. Really? Past. And I'm always yeah, and I'm always what like. Kind it's a stone rock, and killer, cry. killer, you
0: dating over <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: there? I know. I'm usually so concerned. I'm like, when was the last time you cried? Yeah. Can you just? You need to let it out. <laughs> you know, I'm concerned because um, I just feel that men need to cry. I don't think. Honestly, I think it's just one guy I dated uh, in my early twenties who was who cried and and I was okay with with mm-hmm. that. I'm like, you feel what you feel, you know. Cried out and we'll talk about it after, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, you have to really let out your emotions. But most of the men I've dated are very. Um, just like you, how you weren't able to cry until, you know, most recently,
0: maybe two years ago. Yeah, it, it took um, it took a while. I mean, it, it took a while to, to get to a point where I allowed myself to cry. It took a while to not even allow myself to cry in front of other people. Like, being vulnerable is uh-huh. is also a thing where, like... And, I, and, and to me, honestly, I think, like, that has drawn me closer to my friends. Mm-hmm. Because it, it has removed a barrier that was between me and them, right? So like because if you see me in my most vulnerable state and you can also see yeah. me in my strongest, um, mm-hmm. then you can you you understand that like there is a there's a big spectrum that I'm working with, right? Like I'm also in my friends group regard as the most like I, I don't want to put pressure on me, but for sure, I'm like I set the example for for a lot of my mm-hmm. uh, my mm-hmm. the environments mm-hmm. I'm in. So I think mm-hmm. to see me in that state, it also, it, it, it does more good than bad. And and like I'm saying, like, yo, bro, like I, yeah, like life seemed good, but I, I do have struggles that I still go with. Like, I, and yeah. um, yeah. and even talking about struggle, like COVID-19, 2020 has taught us a whole different side, beast, like a whole side of the world that we weren't even prepared for. Mm-hmm. So um which yeah. is what i want us to get into it, it's about the how has COVID-19 made us really mm-hmm. like yo know, mental health is super important because i can remember at the, at the beginning of the pandemic i was like yeah. my main thing was pr- practice stillness being still shit is going bad it's nothing you can do about it focus on things that you mm-hmm. could do to maintain your sanity now we're like 10 months in and we're like, okay, <laughs> can, <laughs> not, can, I still, I, am, can I still be still? Because then you had periods where like, you know, country started opening up. You're like, okay, so we could start to travel again at some point. But right now everything is shut mm-hmm. back down. So it's like, okay, wait, what? I thought we was getting better. Now we're right back to where we mm-hmm. started. Um, and mm-hmm. COVID-19 has really showed us that you have to like, cause you can't escape your feelings. You're home all the time, bars and things. Why well, not before we had a lot of distraction? So I'm stressed. I'm mm-hmm. going to get drunk Saturday and Sunday. Monday I'm back to work. Mm-hmm. So I haven't even had time to sit mm-hmm. there and to really think about anything. Whatever I'm going through, I'm just going around. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: How has twenty? How has COVID nineteen impacted your mental health? And what do you do to make sure that you're still Keeping it, keeping yourself sane, or at least in 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 a, in a positive state mm-hmm. of mind. Uh,
1: so COVID nineteen. um So first and foremost, I'm an extrovert. I tend to think. Actually, I'm an ambivert. So I'm a bit of say able, what now? Uh, ambi? I'm I never more... heard of that one. Ambiverse. I'm mm. <laughs> It's like an uh, it's like a mix of like extrovertedness and introvertedness. Okay. So I'm more on the extrovertedness. So you're you the life of the so party. Like yeah, no not really. <laughs> okay. uh, I used to be
0: <laughs> Turn up, okay. All
1: right. <laughs> but um no, I like to travel and like to just like I'm a social person. Mm. I'm always my life has always been so busy. And I remember one time, my previous job, one of my colleagues was like, Fiona, how do you have so much, like, how do you do all these things? Like, I get out from work. I have like a gig night session. The next day I have, you know, something else I'm doing. And I come on Monday and I tell them what I've been asked. they like, why did you have time to do all this? <laughs> right, right, right. So <clears throat> when COVID-19 came, I had so many plans for this year. I, I. I had plans to go visit Kenya. I haven't been since 2018. Mm. I was so excited. Um, I had plans to travel as well. So it really changed a lot for me in terms of, number one, we couldn't really socially engage with other people as much as we used to prior to COVID-19. And then my Saturdays all of a sudden became very, (laughs) non-eventful <laughs> which is something i was i was in this comfortable we being at work monday friday on the weekend i have something right. to do so it really made me be still like you said and just really deal with my own issues mm-hmm. personal issues in terms of why haven't i achieved this goal you know why haven't i done this for myself um and just, it just makes you very, I feel it was a way for God to bring everyone to just a standstill yeah. and just let them know that the world doesn't need to always be revolving every single day. You you need to just chill and take some time to really understand yourself, really get to be with yourself. Personally, I really enjoy my own company. Yeah, yeah, yeah like i'm the type of person who will put on the music and just really enjoy being by myself so being in isolation hasn't really been that tough when it comes to just being by myself yeah. um but in the aspect of social engagement it's really actually made me realize that we really do crave and need human yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know It really makes you understand that, hey, oh, those like, you don't take for granted the fact that you went, you used to go for birthday parties or celebrations with your family. Mm -hmm. uh, Because now you can't, like you have to form your own small bubble of friends. You can't really um, engage out of that bubble. Um, So it was trying for me the first couple of months in terms of the social engagement part, not just not that not me being in isolation like Mm -hmm. I said but now I'm more like (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's what it is you know I'm I'm comfortable being working from home I'm comfortable um just learning how to make my own life by myself if I'm if I'm alone just knowing how to entertain myself and doing things that better me learning new skills um and another major change for me is I used to really go to the gym a lot. Oh, yeah. And then they shut down right. the gym. Oh, my God. Um, so during spring and summertime, I used to just go for a yeah. walk or take a run sometimes. Um, just to kind of clear right. my mind. Because I also realized, this is what I realized COVID-19 has done to me. I cannot stay home all week without leaving the house. I don't know how people do it. I don't. I really have to get out for, even if it's for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just for some fresh yeah. air um, to take a walk. I just can't. I just can't stay home all all week without really getting out of it. So what have I done to um, help myself in this pandemic? I feel that the walking First and just really trying to learn myself. I know my strengths, my weaknesses. Um, just being by myself, I've come to really learn a bit more um, what I would like in my life, like my passion.
0: Mm-hmm. Pursuing those. So,
1: yeah. What has COVID nineteen taught you?
0: Um. Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's partially that is just trying to reinvent myself in a way, like uh, like you, I'm I'm. I'm introvert and maybe I'm in what was that word you use again I'm I, yeah that's it I think that's that's me uh because once again like I'm coming off uh very especially in the last couple of years like being very public like hosting really? shows and, and like you're in the public all the time and you' you know I'm in the club a lot I'm in events a lot like anything. Meaningful in Toronto. I'm there. I'm I'm interacting with people. I've been doing that for the past uh, nine years, and the last three actually hosting and things like that. So that's been like my escape for a lot of things, right? Um, so that completely goes dry, like completely. Uh, so now I'm like, okay. Um, at first, I really did welcome it because. I was feeling overwhelmed, right? Like, I'm doing a podcast on a weekly basis. I'm out hosting events on weekends. I also have a job that's, Mm -hmm. you know, rather demanding. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're still trying to squeeze in spending time with friends. And so Mm -hmm. I remember, um, because the last three months of 2019, I was like, I went to Nice, I was in Ghana, I was in Niger. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it was a lot of things going on just those three months. And then when I came back in January, I was like, yo, I'm tired. Like, I I remember even like, yeah, I'm not drinking for the next three months, right? Because obviously mm-hmm. traveling and being in those environment, it pro- like, I'm in Ghana, I'm on vacation, so of course I'm going to want to drink, mm-hmm. or I'm in environments where like everybody's drinking, having fun. So I even realized like, damn, I have not drink really much water in the in the in the past couple of months, right? So so I was like, you know, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take some time off. I'm gonna stop drinking. For a little bit. Um, yeah. Just to kind of also, I like to do that to challenge myself. Uh, now I have some some yeah. time to kind of settle. I shot all these beautiful videos, um, um, vlogging when I went to these countries. Now I have time to actually put it together. Uh, mm-hmm. Or even putting it together. I need to learn now how to edit. I need to just do these things. So for me, 2019 has given me a lot of learning new set of skills, especially when it comes to making videos and such. And that is like keeping me sane. So even though I can't go out and host, I could go out and help shoot a music video or, or be mm-hmm. part of that. So I'm keeping that. Um, that's a lot of honestly. That's probably the best thing that came out of it. Um, yeah. And also like you saying, the gym being closed. So now I got a, I got I bought a couple of equipments in my house where you know I could I do I try to do yoga twice a week at the very least. Uh, so I started doing yoga. Yoga is something that I was never into. But sitting down in front of a desk for so long could just tighten up your muscles in ways that you didn't even think it's possible. Know. I remember going to get a massage and <laughs> the lady touched my body. She go, God damn. I said, what happened? <laughs> your body feels like <laughs> a oh fucking rock. I was like, yeah, like it's muscles. What's up? What you trying? She's like, that ain't got nothing to do with muscles. She's like, your, your shit muscle? is tight. So I'm like, so i'm a little upset i'm like yo b you trying to play me like just do your massage whatever but Mm -hmm. yeah like so then i was like you know what what else could i do when i'm here so Mm -hmm. yoga's been a thing i mean youtube youtube university as i call it i I learned so much going through it um and now you you don't even have a choice it's not even like and also we live in a cold country so spring was Mm -hmm. cool i could go out for runs now you i dare you to go outside the other day I, i was going for a walk okay I, <laughs> I come out, I, I step off the porch, boy, the way, mm-hmm. I don't know where this wind was coming from. It hit me so bad and I was like, you know what, if I'm still walking, I get to the end of my driveway. I said, mm-hmm. nah, fuck this method, I, I'm back in the crib, this ain't no to make it was so cold, right? So it's like, yeah, it so now, I have to readjust that, so okay, I can no longer go for runs. So what can I do? Because mm. until about March again, we ain't gonna be able to go outside and, and festivity. festivities. And I think one mm. of the other things that I'm looking forward to is I was trying to go back to Niger, uh, which is my home country. Yeah. So I was trying to go back there for December, mm-hmm. and I was going to, and I and I am still am in a way, but now
1: me too. I'm going to Kenya. They
0: are closing the borders <laughs> of countries because we have to transit into France or Morocco. And Morocco saying, no, if you're not a citizen or you don't live here, don't come. Mm-hmm. So like now nah, you have to go through France and fr- like, it's just, it's creating a mess. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, honestly, I, I find it hard to even navigate from day to day now. Uh, yeah. but like I'm saying, like self-awareness is, is huge knowing that like okay, you're struggling because of this now trying to work towards mm-hmm. uh, not even immediate solution, but like getting to a place where like, bro, it's bad. It could it could yeah. get worse. Actually, okay. I it, it, I feel like this is as worse as it get in the moment that you are today. Because tomorrow you're mm-hmm. dealing with something completely new, um, and and Different. trying to keep that engaged. So yeah, I mean for 2019, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it, like mentally.
1: 2020.
0: Sorry, Tony. See, it's I'm See. Not my whole year is scrambling. COVID nineteen. It's gonna be COVID twenty. Um, yeah, so twenty twenty. That's 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 where I'm trying to um keep my sanity and, and, and keep it going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I wanted to talk about your recent post you trap put up. Um because Ooh. I read it and I was like, Damn, Fiona, she is she is I it, it hit me. So I wanna read it. And then let, let's break okay. it down. So, uh, and for people that, if you want to go to her page, it's mindful underscore initiative. Go and check it out. Go follow her. Um, keeps me inspired for sure. So, it says, the past one month has been draining for me both emotionally and mentally. I had to take a step back and really go through the emotion of grieving my cousin's loss. I went through all of the deep lows, included deep sadness, anger, frustration, and regret. Took a break from recording episodes of my podcast as I needed to take care of myself. First, my cup was running dry and I needed to fill it, fill it up or at least uh, get it quarter way filled. I hope I I, I feel like I'm butchering the way that you wrote this thing. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, boy. Um, <laughs>
1: <life> ha- <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, I'm trying um, life happens to everyone, whether it's losing a loved one, a job or a relationship, marriage, etc. We all go through the motion, which are rather unpredictable. We just need to learn when to take time off to focus on things that truly matters, which is yourself. Um, therefore, gentle reminder, always take time to nourish and fill your cup first. I read that and I was like, man, she must, she must've know who told her about my life. (laughs) 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 Is she a a spy? Is is she, is she a a FBI agent? What's happening? So reading that post, a lot of the feeling that Mm -hmm. I get is you are not, we're not in this alone. And Mm -hmm. the, 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 the concept of, of, Pouring from an empty cup or makes you, Making sure your, your cup is filled um, mm-hmm. Stuck out to me in a way that I was like Yo, give me your perspective As to how you even Because uh, I mean, like you saying, you're, you're still grieving um, And obviously feeling empty But then you have a project that you just started Which is your podcast yeah. So feeling like mm-hmm. As much as you love that What's most important is you Um making sure that your cup is filled right talk to me about that post a little bit what inspired it and people that read it what do you want them to what is the biggest takeaway you want from them reading this post that's
1: great um so personally for me um i have always been the person who fills up other people's cups like and like to take so little time like i'm always the one who pours into other people's lives i've always been that person for a very long time and what that ends up making me feel is very great um where i give my time to other people i give my resources everything to other people and it gets to a point i'm like oh my god why do i feel so Mm exhausted why do i feel so drained and empty um, and it's something that I'm also really trying to learn in my life, not to really prioritize other things over myself. Because yeah. what that ends up doing is really harming my own mental health and myself in the long run. So if you keep giving and giving um, into other things, like if, if I didn't take time to grieve my cousin, um, which honestly I was a wreck for a good couple of weeks, and I really had to go through those emotions of feeling a lot of anger and frustration and regret and sadness. And, and I cried immensely until I couldn't cry anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, if I just was this person who I was, I would say, three years old, um, where I would have just still recorded my podcast regardless. Or not even taking time off work, because I had to take time off work to really go to my right. nature and really just be. Um, I feel it's important to really focus on yourself, because only when you do focus on yourself, will you be able to do other things better? Or would you be able to put in your energy into other things more? Or even, like, just think about it. Um, how... I'm not a mother, but I I know a lot of mothers um, are usually overwhelmed with their children mm-hmm. and being a wife and being like, and working. And, and they no dream And they keep, people tell them, always take a break. Always take a break to nourish yourself. Because yeah. only then when you take a break, when you come back to your kids and your husband and, and your work, will you be more refreshed? Will you have a better perspective on things? And that's just, What the the post sums it it up we are people who are constantly trying to um you have this project you're doing you want to always put it out or put work in it but at the end of the day are you really in a mental position to do it the right Mm -hmm. way are you going to be happy about the project like let's say three months from then will you be okay with the outcome of the project if you didn't take time and detach from from it to kind of take care of your own self? So it's just really important. And um, I I love recording my podcast, but I was not in any mental capacity to um, talk about anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Really? I just needed to be and, and, and not have... I need a time. I need a time to process things because grieving is such... Um, this is the first time I have really grieved as mm. much. I've lost... Like, like you said, I've lost uncles and, and grandfathers. And by the time they pass away, I'm like, you know what? They yeah.
0: live their life. They but oh, they is, clock out. It's time. The
1: um. Yeah. You understand it better in a way.
0: Yeah.
1: You're you kind of like, okay, yeah. They will we'll rest up. You know, they've lived their life. But this is really... It really impacted me very, very much, so emotionally. And I took time off work. I think almost two weeks I wasn't working yeah. um, just to just to be. And it's important to always, always take time off to take care of yourself. And that's, and fill your cup.
0: That, that, I mean. Um, by the way, um, I, I I didn't realize I wasn't following you from my personal page, and I just did. I followed you. Um, make sure that everybody listening uh, as well, mindful underscore initiative, go follow um, Fiona. She's doing what I feel. I mean, I listened to your first episode, and I just felt a sense mm-hmm. of calmness. Um, my problem is, I listen to a lot of ratchet podcasts, and I need to find a balance. And your podcast is Mm -hmm. definitely going to provide me um, the balance that I need to kind of disconnect from listening to people talk about other people on the podcast. Um, And and this is why I like the format that you're you're going with. This is you being mindful and and putting us in in the kind of vibe. Your background music almost put me to sleep. It is incredible. As you guys can see, I'm trying to sell this. Please uh, go support, uh, subscribe. Um, and, and and show love because um, I think Fiona, you're good to for the ecosystem. I say that about a lot of people, but for sure it's, we'll, we'll get a lot of good of supporting people like you that are out here advocating and, and making um, mental health a forefront of their conversation. And this is also a conversation that needs to be ongoing. Um, obviously today was briefly us going through it, but this conversation, we could sit up here for four hours and go through sure. every single thing but um you know honestly thank you thank you for coming for coming on my podcast and showing me love um You're like, okay. we try we, we really we really try to do this for the three months we've been working on the goddamn damn you all better like this <laughs> and that's also one thing people thank don't understand you. about delivering podcasts and and i mean i've been doing it for three years right so yeah, it's time yeah. where I don't have the capacity. And mind you, I have a studio mm-hmm. set up where I could just roll out of bed and just record. But sometimes even the inspiration is not there. Whereas in sometimes I could be there, it's two in the morning, I get inspired. I turn on my mic and I talk. Um, so yeah. definitely learning to to take time for yourself. Um, I've also scaled back because I used to do every week. Every Friday, regardless, mm-hmm. I got to give something. I did that for the first year. Mm-hmm. I was like, woo. Boy, Because honestly, I, I didn't understand because the podcast you listen to, they did it on a weekly basis. But I didn't know. I just mm-hmm. thought like that's, that's the format to follow. Then mm-hmm. I realized, no, they got a whole production team, meaning like they just sit down and talk for 30 minutes and somebody edits, somebody posts, somebody, whereas in me, mm-hmm. I do everything from the ground up, like from even scheduling the yeah. interview to the questions. To the production. I mean, you have to sit here and troubleshoot for like a good 10 minutes, making sure this mm-hmm. shit actually works. Um, and then obviously now we got to push, you know what I mean? So then after I learned, I was like, you know what? I don't need to compete with that because I'm in a different place. Yeah. So I've scaled it back and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, honestly, Fiona, thank you. So uh, any anything else that, that we didn't cover that you would like to uh get off your chest uh well
1: well i just want to say thank you so much it's been a pleasure you are so pleasant and i've had so much fun like i feel <laughs> like i'm always the one interviewing yeah. people so it's really good to be on right, the other right. side of the table and um it's it's been such a pleasure talking to you i have waited and looked forward to this for a long too, time yeah. I mean, we've been trying to do it for months now, and um, it finally, perfect. The perfect day came, and I really support you. I I was going to watch your Q and A. I don't know what happened, but I'm gonna watch thank that you. and your and your 10k, 14k. Yeah, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. The, the numbers yes, is oh moving, man. Like matter of fact, let me put some horn. <laughs> You're going viral. <battle. laughs> <laughs> you got to put some horn. But honestly, it's it's it, and, and and thank you for saying that, but. That to me, like, I remember my first vlog did 30 views, right? So I I can understand progress and and I was okay with that because I was learning to edit. I was figuring things out. And then this also wasn't even the one that was expected to do anything good. But like I'm saying, like, the Mm -hmm. one, the the best feeling I get from this is I went back to my home country and I was able to showcase Mm -hmm. it to the best of my ability as like... Mm-hmm. I'm almost an ambassador for where I'm from, right? So that to mm-hmm. me, for it to do what it does, it's like, oh my, like I can't, because I'm sure a lot of it too, it comes from people maybe watching it and being inspired. and Because I'm also getting a lot of messages like, yo, bro, you made me want to buy a ticket and go back home. I haven't been in 20 years. Like, mm-hmm. wow. It's, you know what I mean? So I think that feels way better than even the views. The fact that, you know what, I had intent behind the video and they just mm-hmm. taking a life on his own. Like one video gave mm-hmm. to me 90 like I mean subscribers is like, I mean even YouTube is emailing me now. I said, damn, this is what happened when <laughs> this <is> what <laughs> happen when your shit hits. <laughs> I thought I thought you ain't supposed to get no emails, right? Well this oh, is this is what yeah. happened when this shit does what it does. I mean my dad who doesn't watch my videos or anything re yeah. reposted watched it so mm-hmm. i think that part of it is like yo i'm, I'm glad it's 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 making an impact it's doing so um thank you again for your support yeah. lastly um i know i've said it a few times but please let us know in which ways uh we could reach out to you follow you support you uh maybe email you yeah. if they want to come on your podcast um yeah for sure um so you can follow my page at mindful bo- underscore
1: initiative my podcast is on all platforms as well. It's mindful, the mindful console. You can listen to my past two episodes. I am trying to record more, so <laughs> look out for more uh, episodes. You can DM me if you want to be a guest on my podcast. I'm really looking for um, not just for me to speak on my podcast, but to have other people who've experienced um, depression anxiety or life issues just to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, reach out to me, and
0: my email is also pinned on my bio. To reach out, and if you're looking for 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 if you have a topic about men crying, uh, you know I'm here. I'm available. So um,
1: you're gonna be my guest <laughs> hit okay? me
0: up. I'm here, baby. I can't <laughs> wait till we all can tap into our feelings. No, I'm just joking. My brother-in-law actually like not that he hates it. He'd be like, "Man, shut up! Stop telling us to cry." I was like, "Boy, you, I, I see you. I mm-hmm. see it coming. The day you're gonna cry, we're gonna have to fucking." Carry you on the stretcher, because <laughs> she ain't crying. such a you long gotta time. Gotta
1: get all the buckets in the world well to fill up all them.
0: For pieces. sure, but um, again, uh, thank you, Fiona, and thank you everybody for tuning in. This is the activated podcast, and you've officially been activated. Peace.